I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. Guys, we just had a huge realization. Every single week, me and Allison go back and forth on starting the show. And we can never remember who went last week. And we just realized we could do me do the odd number episodes and Allison do the even number episodes. So there we go. There we go. Yep. Every single time we have to look it up. And I was like, wait, Kara, <laughs> I start all of the even ones. It, it's literally that easy. We do not need to look it up every time. <laughs> this is literally the biggest mind blown moment of my life. So there we go. Well, with that, today's topic is going to be overcoming loneliness and finding a third place. It's kind of a information-dense type of topic, but we're hoping that we can inform you guys in a way that you can apply it to your own lives and learn some things and improve the quality of your day-to-day routines through this. I will get into how I came up with this episode idea later, but first we have some good catching up to do, our peaks of the week, and then we can talk all things loneliness in third place. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Well, Allison, what's going on in your life? So if you guys follow me on TikTok or you saw the TikTok, I had a homeless man in my apartment (laughs) last week. I literally woke up 
to my dog barking at my bedroom door and I opened the door and there was a homeless man in my living room and he stole my phone and went out the door. It was quite a crazy morning. This was actually on Friday. And so all of this happened at like 7.45 in the morning. And that morning I had a one-on-one creative consultation call. We had two episodes go live because it was our, it was the first. So our Patreon episode was going live and the public one. And then I had to open New Wave at 10 a.m. So it was already like a big Friday morning to wake up and then have a homeless person in my apartment and my phone stolen. I was like, what is happening? It was kind of weird because it was almost so stressful and bizarre that I like wasn't even stressed. I was like, this is funny. Mm -hmm. Like this can't be happening. And so the whole breakdown is on my TikTok. If you guys want to know like the play-by-play, I got my phone back. Uh, Thankfully, I will give a a hero shout out to my old iPhone 4. I have that thing for emergencies. She came in clutch. I was able to call 911 on it. And that's how I was able to resolve the issue. But... Yeah, email on it. You sent an email to Clay, right? Yeah. I was like, hey, can you see where my actual <laughs> iPhone is at? He was like, it's at the family dollar. I was like, okay, perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was pretty eventful. It kind of threw me off kilter. And then I felt bad because then my whole day was just like three hours behind. And it was Clay's dad's like big birthday party, his 60th birthday on Friday evening. And I just like couldn't go. I was like, I, my adrenaline has been pumping all day and I just need to like not be around people right now. But yeah, and that's scary. What the heck? Like, were you scared at all? Or like, or is it just too much of a shock that you just didn't really react? Because if I saw someone in my house, I would be like freaked out. I mean, maybe it's like one of those things where your instincts kicked in, but like, yeah, how are you feeling? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. For some reason, scared wasn't really an emotion. I was just so surprised. And I think it's because you're supposed to be having plumber. We I've been having plumbers over like every day the last week because, which this is an amazing thing. We've had a methane gas leak in our place since we've lived there. And it constantly smells like methane gas, which is kind of a sewage mm. smell. It's terrible since we've lived there. It's very nauseating. And finally, I got my landlord to fix this issue after complaining enough times. It's not that they weren't trying to be on top of it, but it was a big fix. Like they had to pull out the entire shower, both showers, the washer and dryer, cut into the walls. Like there was just never was really a good time for all of that to happen. Anyway, so that had been going on the last week. So I think maybe I thought it was like the plumber for a second. Like I just had had strange men in my house every day over the last week. So I was kind of in that element. Like I was making my smoothies and like working on my laptop while all of these plumbers like were walking back and forth around me. So I think that helped fear not be as much of a emotion involved with it, which helped me kind of act quickly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so then also on Friday, I had to have my maintenance guy come out and change the locks. Do you need to get a security system? But it's funny. Some people were like commenting. The comment section on the homeless man TikToks that I made are very funny. People are like, how about you lock your doors next time? I'm like, thank you. Didn't think of that. I'm sure you've never had a door unlocked for an hour at your house. Like this was broad daylight. Like Clay had either like just left. It's eight o'clock in the morning. This is not like prime time for someone to be like entering my house. And also to get into my apartment, you have to like go up this back staircase in an alley, go across the rooftop through a sunroom. Like it's not like the average person walking by could just try the door. So yeah, that was kind of my weekend was dealing with that. Um. (laughs) Glad you're okay. I literally saw that and I was like, no way, no freaking way. This is not what just happened. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt too. But I got <laughs> I got content out of it. It's all good. 
And that's a pro tip. I guess keep an old phone. I think I have like two or three old iPhones just like hidden in my closet. Maybe I should keep it. You had it in your kitchen in like a drawer. Well, I was it. Yeah, it was nearby. And it was charged. But it charged up in like a minute. Okay. Good tip. I learned that from when I was backpacking Europe. I had, this was back in the day where I still had a Samsung for an actual phone. That is mm-hmm. shocking. I used to be a Samsung girl way back. <laughs> but then I had my iPhone 4. I think I had bought that phone off like Facebook Marketplace for like $100. So before I went on my backpacking trip, I was like, I wanted to have two phones because that was back in the day when I was also a little bit of a loose screw and was like, it's very possible that I could lose my phone, be drunk, get it stolen, something like that. So I wanted to have a backup. And it actually came in handy because when you're out and about, one phone would die pretty quickly, you know, from like Mm -hmm. taking pictures and maps. So it was always super nice to have two. So yeah, yeah, definitely a, a pro tip from that experience. Okay, well, glad that situation has been resolved. Hope that man never comes back into your home. On my end, I guess... My update is kind of like my peak of the week. I have exciting news that hopefully, maybe you already see it on my Instagram, but I got engaged this past weekend. So that's pretty exciting. I am so happy for you. I squealed when you texted me. I was shocked. (laughs) I like looked at Clay and I was like, Clay, I am shocked right now. I know. I was shocked. And no one's, literally no one's going to believe me when I say that I did not know. I literally did not know because like we obviously talked about this, but I didn't think it was happening for a while. Like not a while, but I just didn't think it was happening now. Like I knew it was going to happen at some point in the future. But like when I say I was literally shocked, like I had no idea because what happened on, this happened on Saturday and it was super cute. We went to one of the places so we had like one of our first dates and it's like this 400 year old tree. It's really pretty. Yeah. So we had one of our first dates there. So we went there. But on Friday, so Connor, my fiance. Oh my God, that's so weird. <laughs> I'm like, this is my boyfriend, but it's my fiance. Uh, works in commercial real estate. So he helps like get people leases for their businesses. So he was like, hey, can you go to this nail salon and see if they want to open another location? Like I'll pay for you to get your nails done if you can just kind of like see if they're interested. So I thought nothing of it. Like I was like, oh yeah. And he's like, yeah, my mom's going to come too. So me and his mom went and got our nails done. And like not, you know how like, you would think that if you're getting your nails done, you can kind of like piece things together. But I was like, this is for work. This is for Connor's work. So like, I didn't think anything of it. And I get my nails done all the time. So my nails were done on Friday. And then on Saturday, we weren't going to go to this location. Um, we were going to go to like Connor's family's 4th of July festivities um, in Troy, Missouri. But then he was like, oh, I have to go look at another commercial real estate thing in Columbia, Missouri, where that tree is. So we could just like drive there and then go get dinner. So I can like see this commercial real estate place and then we can just come back. And I was like, you know, I don't want to drive to Columbia, but like whatever. I love the restaurant we went to. It's called Murray's in Columbia and it's so, so good. I was like, I love Murray's. Like, that's fine. We'll get, we'll get a really good dinner out of it. You know, Connor's young. He has to work. He has to do stuff like this. Like that's just the hustle, I guess. Um, but then like we were at dinner and I guess, okay, I guess I started to piece it together a little bit like before we left because he's like, you should dress up for dinner. And I was like, why do I need to dress up? Like, I mean, Murray's is nice. Like, you know, they have like a pianist. Like it's like a ni- definitely a nicer vibe. But like I had like a really cute outfit on like a Princess Polly, like jeans and top. So I'm like, this is cute. Like I need to dress up more. And so then that was like the first red flag because like I didn't catch on to the nails. But then I was like, wait, why do I need to like dress up? And I feel like that's out of character for Connor to like, (laughs) to comment that. Yeah, well, he was like, he's like, I haven't taken an Instagram picture in a year and a half. Like we need to get like a cute pic. And I was like, okay, maybe that's, that's kind of true. So he kind of like played it off, but I was like, 
Mm, yeah, it's definitely out of character for sure. So then we drove there and then we saw the commercial. We actually like went to a commercial space. So then I was like, oh, maybe this isn't happening. Like maybe I'm just like making shit up because we actually did go to like see a building and they like, took pictures of it or whatever. And then we were at dinner and I was like, okay, this probably isn't happening. And then we got in the car and he's like, we should go to the big tree. And I'm like, oh, this is happening. Oh my God, this is weird. And yeah, so then it happened. It was really exciting. There was a photographer there. So yeah, got super cute pics. And whoa, whoa, whoa. You just breezed over the second half of the story way too fast. <laughs> okay. So you're in the car and you're like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. Like, I'm getting secondhand nervousness right now. Like, I know. Why are we through this? Well, I feel like at that point, you just like black out. So maybe that's why I skipped over that part of the story because I feel like I was so nervous and like all the emotions like start like I already started I had started crying in the car somebody got oh. there like because I figured Wait, it out okay okay but what did he say was he like oh you know yeah he, he kind of well because I'm like why would we go there like that's such like a it's a really pretty like nature place like why would we go there if we were just going to see a commercial space so I like kind of figured it out but yeah I mean that that's just kind of we were like driving there we were like ner- we were like nervous I think and then when we showed up we like walked up to it and then like a photographer was there and then he got on one knee and then I said yes super fast because then I I don't know if you saw that TikTok too about people making fun of people who take too long to say yes so then in the back of my head I was thinking of that TikTok which is funny um, but yeah, he's probably, I don't know. I literally blacked out. If you're asking, if you want details, <laughs> I just know he drove there. We got out, <laughs> he proposed, and then we took pictures. Okay, that part didn't black out. Like, it was sweet. We like took pictures for like 20 minutes, watched the sunset. It was kind of a rainy, ugly day out. It was like raining all afternoon. But then, of course, at sunset, like a beautiful sunset came out. It wasn't raining at all. Like, it was really pretty. Pinks and purples and oranges. And it was kind of funny because no one was at this tree. But then there was this family that showed up and had all these fireworks. And they're like, do you guys want some sparklers? (laughs) We're like, sure. So we started taking pictures with the sparklers. And it's actually really cute. It turned out really cute. And then they lit off some fireworks. And then these people that were our photographers, it was um husband and wife, they're like, oh, is that your family? And we're like, no, we do not know these people. Like, they're just random people out here lighting off fireworks. But yeah, then we drove back. I guess there's, yeah, we drove back to Troy where Connor's from after the proposal. And then my whole family surprised me and we're there. So my parents were there and all my siblings, Brady and McKenna, Riley, they all traveled and flew in to surprise me. Yeah, which I was like, wait, that's so cute. Wait, were you almost as surprised by that as like the proposal happening? Because like after that happened, did you think that you were going to see any of them? I feel bad. (laughs) It was supposed to be like, it was definitely supposed to be like a surprise, surprise. But then Connor was like, I was like, well, now what? Like, should I call people? Like, what do we do now? Because you're like just driving. And he's like, well, there might be a party at my parents' house. Like, he's like, there might be something happening. So then I'm like, okay, I'll just wait and see who's there. Because I, I don't know. I'm like, I know you're just like called people. But then when he said that, I was like, well, maybe there's going to be people there. Like, because this is the thing. I had not heard from any of my parents. Like, I had not heard from my parents or my siblings for like a week. Like, I didn't know what anyone was doing. So then I guess like I kind of thought maybe they were going to be there because I genuinely, like, I genuinely hadn't heard from anyone in like a week. So I think they were all trying to be like sneaky and surprise me and show up. And I knew my dad was coming in town on the 4th. So I knew he was coming. So then I think, I feel like I had like intuition that they were going to be there and then they were there. So 
Yeah. But still, that's amazing. No, it was amazing. It's still a really good story. Yeah. So it was so sweet. Like, I'm really glad that we got to celebrate, like, with his family, because all of his family was there his parents, siblings, sisters in law, grandparents. And then my family was there. And it was so fun. Like, both our families get along so well. Like, they both were saying how, like, normal and fun each other are. And, like, it's such a blessing and, like, a rare thing for everyone's families to, like, get along so well. And we all hung out because, Connor's family does a third of July party and we hung out like all day on the third and like my parents stayed at his parents' house and so did my siblings. And yeah, the third of July was so fun. Like we all hung out all day, lit off fireworks, like at a barbecue, had lots of like celebrations. So yeah, all in all, it was like, so, I mean, literally I was so shocked though. Like no one's going to believe it because I'm also wearing a white dress in the pictures and they're like, you knew because you put on a white dress. I'm like, no, I literally, when Connor said you should dress up, I had two dresses in my closet because that's all I have. I had like this white dress that I got from Windsor that I was actually supposed to take a picture in for an Instagram post. I'm like, oh, perfect. Like I'll wear this and then I can get like a picture in Colombia or somewhere and then like I can post on Instagram. And then I had like one other dress that I wore in Mexico. I'm like, I already wore this in Mexico. Like I don't want to wear this one. So just happened to be a white dress. So everyone's gonna be like, she knew. I'm gonna be like, no, I literally didn't. But And I'm wearing, I had white nails too. Cause like Funny Bunny is just like one of my go-to nail colors and it's white. And I feel like no one's gonna believe me when I say like I was literally shocked, but that's the story. <laughs> well, whether you were semi-shocked, super shocked, anything, I'm so glad <laughs> that it all went well though. The He was able to propose. Everyone mm-hmm. in your family got to Troy safely. Mm-hmm. And then you could feel, you know, loved and showered by all of them. Yeah. Connor did good. Props to him. He no, really he did really good. In there. And he, everyone was like, how, how was it? Like, how did you sneak around your girlfriend and plan all this? He's like, Kara literally travels for work. It's like very easy to sneak around her <laughs> and like do all that. But he did say that he honestly is like really wanted to propose because he had been in the process of like buying the ring and doing all this for a few months. And then like, it was like, really, it was making him really nervous and he just wanted to get it like to just do it because mm. he like did kind of feel like he was like being a little sneaky behind my back. And it's funny because I didn't, I never caught on like once. So it's yeah. also funny that not even maybe a month ago, we had a whole episode. It was in one, I think in one of our, what would your bestie suit? And we were talking about engagement and marriage and we both were like, yeah, it's probably pretty far off. Like <laughs> it could know. be years. So I, I feel like that shows that you did not see this coming right now. I do still think maybe we'll get married not next year, but the year after that. But I don't know because my sister is getting married next year in August. And I feel like I've always loved the idea of like a Labor Day wedding, weekend wedding, because my parents got married over Labor Day weekend. And they had like a Sunday wedding and they said it was so much fun. So that might be like of not next year, but the year after that. I don't know. We haven't really talked about it. We're not really in a rush. It was more just like he just wanted to show that he wanted to be with me like forever. And like, he just wanted to make that promise, I guess. And like me too. And we're not more worried about like when we get married, more just like being engaged, which we talked about and you talked about that you're more open to the idea of like a longer engagement. And I was like, you know what? I kind of am too. Like you, I never had thought about that. And I remember in that episode saying that I was like more into that because like had you said, you only get to be a fiance once. Like what's, what's the rush in it being only nine or 10 months or something like that. So I don't know. We'll see. I do want a destination wedding though. So hopefully that will come to fruition. Just somewhere in the US, nothing crazy but just somewhere pretty here. I would love. Well, all in all, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> so many I'm selfishly there. like so excited too because it's like, ooh, wedding. Obviously, I love your family. Like just all around. This is really, really exciting and yeah. you deserve it and I'm very happy for you. Oh my God, thank you. I'm, I'm excited. 
I, don't, I can't show you the ring because I had to go get it resized. It was a little too big, but they, I think they always tell you or they tell the person proposing to make it like a little bit bigger mm-hmm. just in case. If it's because if it's too small, it's kind of a problem or if it's too big, they can make it smaller easily. So no ring right now, but it'll be back hopefully sometime next week. They'll get it smaller. So it's yeah. okay. I saw it in the pictures that you texted me. Yes. So pretty. Thank you. Last thing on it. So Kara posted the Instagram. What were those like overalls? Kind of like the like beigey overalls. Yeah. And those were the pictures that, or the outfit that she was wearing when she texted me the engagement photos. So I like get on Instagram and I see it and I'm like, the announcement is here. And then (laughs) I'm like swiping and I'm like, wait, this is not the announcement, but this is the outfit. And it's funny because everyone can go look at it. Your your hand is like in your pocket and like behind Margo, very strategic. So it's funny having like the insider information. I know. Everyone was sending me that and being like, I thought this was the post. I'm like, well, I wanted to post that pic before I posted these because like, I like that outfit. And I also was telling Allison, I'm like, I kind of get why people like wait to post it because like, I wasn't like, oh my God, I need to put this on social media right now. Like, I was just like enjoying the moment and like enjoying like, yeah, all the attention from our family and like being with my family and spending time with them. And I'm like, I'm just going to post this when it feels right. So yeah, I get what people like wait a few days. because I'm like, oh, I already told everyone that like, I feel like needs to know right now. So yeah, had to be sneaky, post a few other things without the ring. She's, she's a sneaky gal. That is awesome. Yeah, that's what's going on in my life. That's my peak. Allison, what was your peak of the week? Um, My peak of the week going along with last week, I think I said Clay and I were starting acro. If, was that my peak last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so with that, we have decided to start practicing our headstands and handstands like a lot in the kitchen. So we've been doing it almost every day. I'm sure we'll fall off of this, but right now we're motivated and... <laughs> With Clay's CrossFit background, um, CrossFit is like a combination of gymnastics and some other things. So they have to walk on their hands a lot as one of the, I don't know, exercises that happens a lot. Mm -hmm. And I did gymnastics when I was much, much younger. Have I ever told that story on here? I don't think so. Okay. This is like one thing I definitely regret. I was so into gymnastics as a kid from age, like, I don't know, maybe like five, six, seven, eight, nine. And it was my 10th birthday, or maybe it was my 12th. I don't know. It was like a big, (laughs) a big age though, where I was starting Mm -hmm. to like, I don't know, move from kid to like teenage ish. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have a birthday party and my gymnastics place was so intense. Like I had to practice every single day, like every weekend, our practices were so long and I wanted one day off. I just wanted my birthday off. And it was like on a Saturday and I wanted to have a birthday party and they wouldn't let me have it off. And so I was like, mom, I quit. And she was like, it's your choice. And then, yeah, I quit. (laughs) So I could have a freaking birthday party. But I I wish I would have stuck with it because I feel like I could have been pretty good at gymnastics. And now that I'm starting to do some more of these gymnastics things, I feel like my body has the muscle memory, kind of like riding a bike, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're a kid, like you get back on and you're like, okay, this kind of feels familiar. It's like that. I can, like when we, when Clay and I were like, practice walking on our hands and then doing handstand and then pull one arm up so you're only on one arm and Mm -hmm. switch to the other, like doing all these movements. I was like, oh, this is bringing me back to my youth. And I really want to get on bars because I feel like bar was kind of like my strength. So catch me at the playground working on bars. (laughs) Like I think, I think we'll probably go next weekend, but Clay has another CrossFit competition this weekend. So we'll when we try out the bars. But yeah, that was my peak is just like getting better at that and feeling my body getting stronger and being able to do it with clay. It's like really fun. Oh, what a terrible dilemma to put you through as a child. You have to practice or no birthday party. That's so rude. I know one day, I'm like, you yeah. can't just let me. But it was like select competitive gymnastics. I'm pretty sure. I had like all the all the little unitards. Oh my gosh, things. I never knew that. that what, a, what a fun fact. 
Fun fact. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> All right. right. Your guys just speaks of the week. Let's see. Okay. Erica said, closing on my first home. So exciting. Congratulations. Bailey said, found out I'm pregnant. Hard eyes, rainbow, flower emoji. So cute. Congratulations to you and your partner. Aw. Liv said, finishing summer classes and leaving for Hawaii. Have a great time in Hawaii. That sounds amazing. We have two Greece ones. Katie said, going to Greece with eight of my besties. That sounds amazing. And Bree said, I'm going to Greece for two weeks with my friends. The trip that left the group chat. That's awesome, guys. Maybe they could go at the same time. Yeah, I'd say cross paths. We'll have to connect you guys. Have the best time in urban to Greece, but it sounds absolutely amazing. As always, send in your peaks of the week on our Instagram box at We're Already Friends. And and just a few quick announcements. As a reminder, we have an in-person event in Omaha, Nebraska on Saturday, July 23rd. Hopefully we'll have some more details on next week's episode. So stay tuned for that. But yes, again, Saturday, July 23rd. Be there or be square. And our other announcement is we have the giveaway winner for the first six months of 2022's giveaway. The giveaway was for the Bay Crossbody Hot Girl Walk water bottle sling. And Ashley Journals is the winner of that. She has been awesome and supporting the podcast. And we were so many entries. And we appreciate everyone who participated. The new giveaway is now live through the end of the year. Yes. And it's the same thing. Share the podcast, your story, or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And just send that to us on Instagram so we can get you entered. And obviously, if you tag us on your story, we'll see that. We'll get you entered. And yeah, it helps us grow the podcast. And giving you guys and doing a giveaway can just show our appreciation for you guys because we have been growing so much over the last few months. And we appreciate all your guys' support so, so, so much. We want to take a quick break from today's episode to introduce you to one of our sponsors, Meet Cute Box. Meet Cute Box is a themed date night box with unique items from small businesses around the world. Every box is handmade based on your membership profile, so you and your partner have a new surprise each month. When you order a Meet Cute box, you answer some questions about yourself and your relationship, like are you dating, married, single, are you a coffee person, wine person, etc., to get your perfectly curated box. Every relationship is special, and Meet Cute thinks your box should be too. That's why they will never mass produce their crates. Each box is handmade for love, with love. Memberships start at only $29.99, with each box filled with products valued up to $100. There are also gift boxes available for a one time purchase if you want to gift one to a friend, a newly married couple, or, you know, for a friend's anniversary. To learn more about these boxes or to order one yourself, head to meetcutebox.com and receive a box as early as next week. A huge thanks to Meet Cute Box for being our sponsor. And as always, we'll link the website in our show notes. We want to say thank you to one of our sponsors of the show, She Podcast Live. Are you a woman podcaster looking to take your show to the next level? If the answer is yes, then you should attend the She Podcast Live this October. You'll be able to learn from some of the best female podcasters in the world and get insider tips on how to make your podcast even better. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, this event is for you. Not only you'll be able to learn tons of new information, but you'll also be able to network with other amazing podcasters. This is a great opportunity for anyone who wants to take their podcasting skills to the next level. She Podcast Live is committed to bringing a diverse and inclusive lineup and their team works extremely hard to make sure that those who are chosen to speak are 50% women of color, LGBTQ, or both. They also highlight industry experts and leaders in the space so attendees are exposed to the women at the top. She Podcast Live is giving Already Friends listeners a special discount of $50 off your ticket when you use the code AF. She Podcast promises that you'll leave feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to take on anything. Go to ShePodcastLive.com, use code AF to register, and thank you so much to She Podcast Live for sponsoring the podcast. 
We want to thank our next sponsor of the show, Whipful. Whipful is an organizational software for people with meetings. So this right here is for all our friends who work a job with meetings, whether that's the freelance life, meeting with clients, the nine to five life, working with your team or wherever you work. How many places you have to search to find everything you need for that upcoming meeting? Between your task management system, your notes, your CRM tools and your calendar, there are a lot of places to look. You need to know who you spoke to last time, what happened and what needs to get done before you meet next. Whipful isn't your generic notes app. When you open a meeting note in Whipful, you instantly see everything that's most relevant to that discussion, like previous and current attendees, meeting notes, to-dos, and discussion topics. It's all in one place. No more struggling to find what you need or spending time searching through your notes. Whipful wants you to be on point in your meetings, which means helping you clear away all the clutter and noise to get you your most prepared and focused self. Whipful is giving Artie Friends listeners a special discount of 50% off their subscription when you use the code FRIENDS50 at checkout. Head to Whitful.com. That's W-I-T F-U-L dot com. And again, use the code FRIENDS50 for 50% off your subscription. Pricing starts at $24 a month with a free 30-day trial. Again, FRIENDS50 for half off at Whitful.com. And as always, we'll link this in our show notes. And now getting into today's episode, overcoming loneliness and finding a third place. I'll give a quick backstory of why we are suddenly talking about this. So I had um, a video, I think it was on Saturday. Yeah, I was just like at the park and I filmed how the park was really empty. I probably should have worded it better because it ended up being a little controversial. (laughs) I was like, you know, you're in the United States because this park is completely empty on a Saturday afternoon, which like I kind of feel like is valid though. Like I've been to so many countries and there's always people gathering and You know, I know that there's major cities in the U.S. like New York, L.A., Seattle, Chicago, Minnesota that do have that park culture because people have no backyards, smaller backyards, whatever, and they're they're out. But I was still like, the point still stands. This is a really, really nice 67-acre park, and I am the only person here on a Saturday afternoon. (laughs) What is happening? But there was a lot of commentary happening in the comment section, and it made me realize that there is a loneliness epidemic happening in our society, as well as the importance of finding a third place. This third place term was coined by sociologist Ray Oldenburg. So we can kind of go into both of those things because I feel like they go hand in hand. But first, I think we'll talk about the loneliness epidemic. And I know that That is a hot topic for a lot of our listeners because that's probably part of the reason why you found the podcast, why you're seeking out groups like our Facebook pages and connecting with others in the community and why we're trying to have this platform for you all to connect and communicate. So we thought it would be on brand for the podcast. Yeah. And huge shout out to Allison. She did all the research for this episode. And I'm just very much looking forward to hearing what you found and how we can apply it to our lives, how you can take it back to your own daily routines, habits, and how you can find a more community-based lifestyle. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I went hard on like on the 4th of July. I did not celebrate this year, not because of anything political. My family was out of town. Clay had to work. So I was like, all right, it's just a normal Monday for me. But anyway, so here's just like some quick facts that I think are so shocking. So loneliness has been a growing concern for decades. Prior to the pandemic, one in five Americans reported being lonely often or almost always. Like that's already really bad. And if you're a listener not from the United States, I just pulled these facts um, from mostly from Harvard's website. So I still think generally they probably speak for a lot of the population, but these are 
These statistics are for the United States specifically. But then after the pandemic in 2020, they redid that study and they found that three in five adults claim to be lonely often or almost always. That is 60% of the population, of the adult population. That is so sad. That's so sad. It's terrible. And it's super sad when it shouldn't have to be a problem. Like there are billions of us on the planet. We have all of these resources to connect, but it's almost like we have too much happening that it's hindering people from connecting as they should. And humans have always had this natural longing for friendship and belonging, which is why people feel so sad and hurt and alone when they are lonely. And it's especially a problem with young adults because that is a time when people are going through a lot of life-defining decisions. You know, you're like, should I go to college? Is college for me? What do I do after I graduate? Wait, all of my friends are changing. Maybe you're moving. What do you do after college? college. Is the career you chose right for you? Should you get into the relationship? Should you have kids? Like there's just a lot of big decisions in that time frame that can really alter the path of your life. And it's important to have people that you can talk to about those things and relate to and go through them with. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and then the secondary group that was also really affected by loneliness was mothers with small children because they are often, you know, quite isolated, especially once they get further along in their pregnancy. They're, you know, at home. They're not going out as much anymore. They're probably... You know, they're not drinking, seeing their friends as they might have been. And then once they have the kid, they're taking care of it. There's just a lot of time spent by yourself. And yeah, this is a really important topic because the result of loneliness can be decreased mental health, depression, drug overdose, and even suicide. When people go through traumatic events, social support and healing community rituals help, but instead we tend to draw inward and isolate. A French study found that socially embedded people had lower rates of suicide in comparison to those that were socially isolated. So that goes to show the people when, you know, when they were going through something traumatic or they're having a hard time with something, those that sought help from their community went to their friends, found support groups, were able to get through their problems, and those that isolated had higher rates of suicide. Mm -hmm. So with all of that information, then I started looking into hyper-individualism because a lot of people were commenting on that park video, like, yeah, this is a result of, you know, the United States being an individualist country over a community country. And I was like, okay, yeah, I kind of like see what you're saying. And I know I I had heard those terms, but didn't exactly know how they related to, I don't know, our society and our culture as a whole, and to me individually. But hyper-individualism is a tendency for people to act in a highly individualized way without regard to society. For example, 75% of Americans commute alone in their car. Consider that three decades ago, the average American had a little over three close friends. But today, most people barely have one close confidant. Friend groups are now smaller than they were in the past. For the first time in American history, more than 50% of the adult population are unmarried. Likewise, over one quarter of households consist of people living alone, and this rate is rising. People opt for home entertainment, TV, social media, video games, as opposed to going out, go to the movies, going to shows, going to concerts, dances, parks. I know people do do those things, but back in the day, before we were able to just like get on social media, people had to, if they wanted to go talk to people or see their friends, they had to go out into the world. Mm -hmm. Other factors include food delivery services like, oh, you can just DoorDash 
things to your house. You can just get your groceries to your house. Oh, you need, you know, something in your home. You can just order it on Amazon. So now we have all these things that can be brought to us in our homes instead of having to actually go out into our communities and rely on our local businesses. And at its best, individualism is a catalyst for innovation, social change, and economic growth. However, as you're seeing now, when it's taken too far, individualism prioritizes personal comfort and convenience over the livelihoods of others. It rejects social responsibility and cooperation to fundamental pillars of a functioning society. That was a lot, but that, go ahead. What do you, what do you want to say? No, I'm glad you shared all that information because I wanted to paint the big picture of this topic. And I just have like so many thoughts of all of this. I think my first thought is that, yes, like it is our society that is set to default that if you want to crave community, if you want to build community, you have to go out and find it. Whereas other countries are set to default that community is the default. And like you have to go out into the community and you have to interact with people and you don't know a life other than that. So like if you wanted to not be a part of your community, you have to try because I know how you're saying other countries like that is a default. And even when I was in Mexico this past month, we would go out and Honey was explaining that the Hardeen, like the garden, the plaza, is where everyone commutes. Everyone hangs out. And it's like this big, beautiful plaza in all the centers of all these cities. And that's where people eat their lunch. And that's where they hang out with friends. And like, I think it is because all these people are living in a city and they don't have that backyard space. So you have to go to the Hardeen to experience, you know, nature and connect with people. But that's just such a big part of their culture that they don't know other than that. Like they don't know how to not connect with people and like have that community feel. And people play music there and there's like bands and it's just so lovely. So there's yeah. little food trucks. Like yes. people are cooking. And yeah, as you said, like they they maybe don't have the big backyards. And that's what a lot of people were commenting on the TikTok. Like, yeah, because in the United States we have backyards. And it's like, that's great. Are you having community barbecues every night? Because I highly doubt it. Like you also probably most homes in the United States have big fences around their yard. It's like, mm -hmm. don't, don't look at me. I'm in my backyard. This is my private space to where, like you said, in the Yardine or, you know, in big plazas in other countries. And I know that there are big cities in the United States that do this. People are just mingling. They're, they're on the phone. They're talking to a friend. The kids are kicking a soccer ball. There's like a little food truck. Like life is just happening together instead mm -hmm. of everyone being so recluse and doing it in their home. Yeah. And even nowadays, it's like people don't even say hi to each other when they're on walks. Like what? Like why are we so reverted and not trying to talk to people? Like it's just so strange. That used to right. be a sign of you were too good for people. Like if you didn't say hi to people on walks. But now I'm like, I'm like looking at someone to say hi to them when I pass in my neighborhood and they like don't even look at me. And I'm like, this is so weird. Like am I the problem? Crazy. <laughs> and how many people don't even know their neighbors? Oh, I was literally like going to say that. I do not know. I love my next door neighbor. Richard's awesome. But like barely talked to my other next door neighbor. The person next to them, never seen them. We've lived here a year and a half. Never. And like, it's funny because we just realized yesterday that one of Brady's best friends from Mizzou, I, I'm also friends with, I went to Spain with Brady and him. Like his parents live right behind us. And I had never, I've never seen them. Never knew that. Had never seen, he hasn't lived there. But like I never, I don't know. It's just crazy that you wouldn't know that. Like they live literally right behind me. And I never figured that out until yesterday. It's crazy. Right? And along with the homeless man TikTok, I had put in there that I like lived in the little bohemian neighborhood of Omaha. And so many people were commenting like, oh my gosh, I live in this neighborhood. He broke into our garage. This person broke into our windows. He stole this, this, and this. So it's crazy because I'm like, wait, there's so many people in my community that I'm like, it's like, oh, we follow each other online, but I had no idea that you lived two blocks away from me. Mm -hmm. it, like, it's just so wild and 
sad that we have like got so far removed from just saying hi to our neighbor. Like mm-hmm. that, that, that shouldn't be a weird thing. Back in the day, people had to go to their neighbors. You had to trade goods. You yeah. talked to them. You mm-hmm. needed things. That's like where the quote came from. Like, you know, it takes a village to raise a child or something. Mm-hmm. People used to do a helping hand. And I have like one last little rant on the individualist of our society. This is like fundamentally the reason why I get so upset with Amazon and big corporations. Instead of the slight inconvenience of having to go to a smaller grocery store or a local clothing boutique or anything like that, people just order stuff on Amazon because it is convenient. But it's like, that's the demise of our society. If we all just do what's convenient and all just go to corporations, port fast food chains, go to Starbucks every day, go to Amazon. Like if we all just do that, well, we can't be upset when these corporations are the ones with money and we don't have anything. Yeah. It's the same people shouting like, the big giants have all the money. It's like, yeah, how do they have all the money? Because everyone keeps giving it to them. Yeah. You can't get mad at Walmart when you're going to Walmart every day. And then they're like, like "That's <laughs> we need to stop supporting fast fashion. But if you can only afford fast fashion, like that's okay too. But it's like, wait, but yeah, it's like, it feels like it always ties back around where it's like, no, we're not looking at the bigger picture. Like, yeah. And it's not, it's not always more convenient. Like, yeah, is ordering on Shein super easy? Yes, but going to the thrift store is cheaper and there are tons of options there. And it is, they have stuff for all body sizes. Like it's just not convenient. So people don't want to do it, which is also a push because our culture is go, 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 work, work, work. Don't have fun unless it's Friday or Saturday night. So there's like, there's so many layers to this entire problem. Like I'm sure that there are whole podcast shows dedicated to these issues. Like one little sentence that we've said could be like a whole podcast episode. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we kind of have to gloss over it. And I know that this is a very deep multifaceted issue. So please don't come for us for not going all the way into the depths of each of these problems. We know it's a big problem. We don't have all of the answers, but we're going to try to give one solution through this third place concept. Yes. I think the third place concept is definitely going to be a big part of this. If you are feeling lonely and looking for a community and yes, go ahead and explain this because I love that you found this and it's very much inspiring me to even dive more into this as well. Okay. So the third place concept. Again, that was by the sociologist, Ray Oldenburg. So your first place is your home. Your second place is work. And the third place are locations where you exchange ideas, have fun, build relationships. The most effective third places are ones where you can access easily and routinely, where you can get to know others, you can feel at you can feel safe. And I started thinking about how for so many people, the in-between is usually their cars. You go from home to work to work to home, maybe you run errands, but you're like in your car for the majority of Americans. Or if you're in a city that has a lot of public transportation, you might just be on the bus or subway. But it's important to do your rejuvenation in the community. Like how I am so guilty of this too. We've even talked about it on the podcast many times how just sitting in your car can be nice to decompress after the workday. You like pull up to a parking lot, you have your iced coffee or whatever, and you're just like sitting on your phone in your car. But the more I started thinking about that, I'm like, dude, that's fucking sad. Mm -hmm. It's sad that that's what we have. Like, why can't I pull up to a park, like you said, and there'd be someone out there playing music and like I have food options out there and I can see kids playing. I'm going to post this video that I have of this park in Medellin, Colombia. When Clay and I landed there, we immediately went to this park. I could like cry this. I have it saved actually in my uh, Instagram Reels drafts. It's like this memory plays rent-free in my head like every day of my life, but it's just so beautiful. The kids are playing with bubbles. They're 
kicking stuff around. Everyone's eating. People are mingling. People are happy. And that is just, I know that we have that here and there when there's like a concert or but like Gene Leahy Mall had its grand opening last week. And it's like, yeah, but that's its grand opening. Mm-hmm. I like, I'm talking about like all day, every day at lunch, in the afternoon, in the evening. Mm-hmm. And we do not have that in a majority of places in our country. What are your thoughts? Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Like I wish that you could go to a park and it was thriving and bustling. And I will say, I did see in your comments that someone's like, hey, St. Louis has it going on. Forest Park, you would think there's a gold mine there with how many people hang out at Forest Park. And that is true. So I'm actually very lucky to live in St. Louis because if I do want a park atmosphere and to have liveliness and people running around, like I can go to Forest Park and like set a blanket down, have a picnic. And there are hundreds of people there at all times because I think it was based off of Central Park. It's bigger than Central Park. It's functional. It has an art museum, a zoo. It's huge. It has rowboats where you can like row the boats or whatever, paddle boats. Cute. It's so cute. And there's fountains. There's a golf course. So like, I'm lucky that I live in a city that has that because it is like, once you go to under other countries and you see that community feel, you kind of do crave it when you get back. But I will say I could be better about going and actually hanging out there. So like, this is inspiring me to go there. But yeah, I don't know. It is sad that we don't have that. So with this third place, concept. What is your third place? How can we inspire other people to think about what their third place is? Because I know you said you had one that you kind of realized is somewhere that you seek community and can kind of be that place for you. Absolutely. And I, it said that sometimes our third place might not be something that we're even that aware of, but bringing awareness to it can help us um, feel more nourished when we go. And for me, I think it's my yoga studio. I, it's kind of funny because it's kind of like co- your college classes where you have these like friends in your classes where you like see these people multiple times a week, but maybe you don't like hang out outside of that, but they're like a very important part of your life. That's how I feel about my yoga studio between like the members and the other people that go to the classes. I feel like we know so much about each other and I love to see them and like catch up, but I don't see many of them outside of that, but that's okay. They're still my friends. I think we get tied up in thinking like, just because you don't go on like a one-on-one date with someone that these people aren't your friends, but like they are my friends and I love going there. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel connected. It keeps me motivated to go because I'm like, oh, I feel like people notice if I don't just like go for three weeks because you have a community there and that, I don't know, it just makes me, it makes me feel good. Yeah. What about you? Yes, this conversation was inspiring me. I'm like, what is my third place? Right now, I will say like my neighborhood does have a good community feel. Like we have like two downtown areas that you can walk to. So for me and Connor, I feel like every Saturday we kind of do our little like Saturday morning ritual and we'll walk to this coffee shop that does live music on the weekends and we'll get a coffee. We'll sit outside. We have like talked with people mingle, like, you know, I've tried to like get to know our community better and stuff. But I feel like with this conversation, I could definitely do a better job of that. Like, because sometimes we do just go and like get our coffee, listen to the music, sit there for like an hour and then just leave and we don't talk to anyone. So I would like to put on that lens of like, how can I get to know people better in our community? Like think about talking to people more instead of just like showing up and being a fly on the wall. And the same thing goes, because I do kind of have a third place of going to Orange Theory, which now I'm kind of like more going to Plank, which is the Legree Pilates. And this is inspiring me to connect more with people there. I do know one of the instructors. She's one of my friends. And last time I stayed after and talked to her and then the 
front desk gal was talking to us. Like, that's always like a great thing is to just like try to make the effort. And when you start talking to one person, someone else is going to jump in. Like, you're going to naturally talk to more people. So I think with this combo, maybe I will try to do more of making my workout place another third place or make that my third place because I know I'm definitely not making a good enough effort to build community in a third place right now because I feel like my excuse is always that I'm gone. Like, I don't have time to build community, which is just like, yeah, it's not that you don't have time. It's just that you're not trying to do that. Like, there's always time for anything, honestly. So I think that this is a really good conversation that's inspiring me to make that more of an effort instead of just being a fly on the wall. Absolutely. And an important part to know is that it's like integrated. You know, going to our workout classes, I feel like so often we think of like friendship has to be this extra thing. It's like, okay, I have to go to work and then I have to work out and then I have to go to the grocery store and I have to cook and then I can hang out with my friends. But it's like our friendships and our community can be woven into our daily lives. Like going on a walk with someone, seeing people at the grocery store, making friends in your workout classes. Like if you're at a coffee shop getting work done, maybe, you know, you talk to the barista friends that you have, or maybe, you know, maybe you're not sitting directly at a table with someone, but maybe other people you know are working and you can like bump elbows with them for a little bit. So I think I don't know. It, it just doesn't always have to be like you set a specific time to go hang out with someone one-on-one, but that in these third places, you're just getting your cup refilled a little bit here and there every day. So that way you don't go home at the end of the day feeling like, wow, I didn't even like talk to anyone today besides mm-hmm. my coworkers or something. Yeah. And I think that there are times in your life where you're definitely having a more third place that's very evident. Like I know in college, my third place was absolutely like the sorority house where we'd go for chapter every week or I would just go for lunch or go for dinner. And there was always a friendly face, a familiar face there that I could converse with, talk with. Like, And I also in college, I had seven roommates, junior and senior year. I lived in a house with eight of us. So even like that could maybe even be considered like separate from my bedroom being one of my main places, like the living room. There's always someone out there, two or three people that we could always hang out with and talk with. So I think it will be easier in certain times of your life, especially when you're younger, to have a third place. I know you had, you probably had a third place in college as well. What was that for you? Mine was this place called The Coffee House or Coho. Uh, Same thing. Like I would go there all the time, right after class, in between class, in the evenings. I loved the baristas. I knew how every table wobbled. I knew where every outlet was. Like that was, it was like my home away from home. And you just start to feel such a nice sense of peace when you're like, oh, I'm familiar with this place. I think humans just like that comfort. Yes. And like we were just saying, I feel like there are places already in our routine that maybe we're just showing up and not making an effort. Like I literally went to Orange Theory like two or three times a week, probably last year at the same location for a whole year through 2020 to 2021. And that at one point I realized like, oh my God, I'm a regular here. Like I'm not the new person anymore. Like I should know more people's names. And I was taking the same classes the same times. Like there was definitely some community where people would show up early and chat with each other. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I should be in this community. Like why am I not making an effort? So I think it is just like being aware of it and making an effort to insert yourself because people love chatting with other people. Like I think some people are like embarrassed to put themselves out there sometimes but you shouldn't be. Like these people want to connect with you. You have the same interests, but it's always like they say, you have something in common with someone. Being there is your common point. Like talk about that. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, solitude is super, super important. Like I didn't have time to go to an actual yoga class this morning at the studio, but I just put my mat in my kitchen and I had my, a more meditative stretching yoga by myself because I needed that before we came onto the podcast. 
but I'm probably going to go to a class tonight. And then that me inserting myself into that community space is like, I want to be there to be around other people. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to work out by yourself, then maybe you would just go and do it on your own. If you wanted to really, really buckle down and get a lot of work done, then maybe you would do that in an office or at home rather than going to a a coffee shop where you know you're going to see a lot of people. So I do think that if someone is going out of their way to join these clubs or groups or workout classes or public spaces, that they probably are interested in making friends. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. So it's on all of us to just be better about talking to each other and not feeling like, wow, they're going to think I'm so weird if I like ask them how their day was. Yeah, I think we all secretly want someone to come up to us and talk to us, but we're all too scared to do it. And again, I think it just is a default in other places. And sometimes I wish it was more of a default to strike up a conversation with someone. So I don't know, go and go out into your places, make it a default that you'll talk to someone, give someone a compliment, make small talk that will hopefully help you build community. So I think some tips we wanted to give to kind of wrap this whole thing up. How can you apply this knowledge and this insight into your own life? First thing I was thinking is there's there's no need to make any major changes at all with what you're doing. I think you just need to think about where you're going now, how often you're going there, and think about ways that you can tap into your community more. Like I just said, like maybe when you're going to your local coffee shop, like maybe make it an effort to give two compliments or like to make a compliment to someone while you're there. Make someone stay a little better. Like, you know, say that you like their shirt, like say you like something about them. That will instantly make you feel like you're more connected to that place than the people there. Absolutely. Yeah. And you guys know, I love picnics. Again, back to the things we're already doing. You already are eating every day. So you can just put that food into a container and then go eat your meal at a park. You already have to give your dog exercise a couple times a week. Take your dog to the dog park. I Peaches, if I take her into a coffee shop, there are absolutely no less than three people going to come up to us at any given time. I feel like dogs act as this like social lubricant for humans. Like people are too afraid to go up to a person and say something, but they'll go up to the dog and then talk to the human. I see it all of the time. So if you have a dog, bringing your dog with places more, people will talk to you. You guys can bond over your dog. There's a lot of cool dog bar places now. I know that you have one in St. Louis, Omaha has some for sure. I know. I I really want to start going to our like dog park and stuff. So I love that shout. You're so right. Like dogs are such a great, I don't know, way to sneak around our weird human social awkwardness things. Another tip, I think if you're really nervous and you have a lot of social anxiety, maybe find a friend that can join you. Like maybe you can do this third place adventure with someone else. So see if you have a friend that you and this person can go somewhere and make your third place happen together. So maybe make it something that you guys do weekly to make it a little less scary. And then back to what we were saying, what are some things that you're already doing weekly alone? Allison said eating. So going for a picnic instead. Maybe it's working from home. Maybe can you find a co-working place or can you find a coffee shop that people are working at? Is it journaling? Is it meditating? Can you find a third place for any of these things that you're doing weekly? Yeah, that way it doesn't feel like an added layer of something else to do. Mm -hmm. It's just reshaping things that you're already doing. And in my research, I read like, of course you want your third place to be in person, a physical space, like human to human real life contact. But we also can all probably get better at joining virtual groups too. This is obviously we're all already on our phones enough. So I'm not saying (laughs) go join more groups to spend more time on your phone. I think the real life should definitely be prioritized. But even 
rather than just like always mindlessly scrolling to try to get some feelings of community and validation, inserting yourself into group spaces online is also a great way. Like Kara's Girls Who Walk Facebook group. I love just like bopping into there and seeing, you know, people's walk or Megan Hummy. We had her on the podcast last year. She started the Lonely Travel Club Facebook group and it's all girls who are wanting to book trips with friends. And there's other places online too that, you know, there's a a unifying tie Mm -hmm. to it rather than, you know, on just someone's TikTok page or you're just like watching the For You page or scrolling your feed. There's not really a sense of like community happening. It's entertaining, but there's not much community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're still a little nervous to get out there and build that in person, take that first step and think about what you're interested in can you find a community online that you can engage with and then maybe move something to in person? Maybe you find someone in a lonely travel club to go on a trip with or you find someone in a walking club to go for a walk with and maybe you guys find a park that you make your third place. So lots of good tips there. Anything else that you want to say about this topic? Thank you again for bringing this up because I think this was so interesting. And yeah, loneliness was kind of one of the core things that inspired us to start this podcast to make people feel less alone and this is such a good root cause of loneliness that I don't even think I realized until you brought this up. Right. It does go super deep. One of my favorite podcasts, it's called The Highest Self. Sahara is the host of it. She put this uh, graphic on her feed the other day and she was like, I hate the phrase, it's not that deep. And she was like, here's why. And she was like, everything is that deep. Like we are gaslighting everyone and ourselves by always saying like, it's not that deep. And so to just be like, I'm lonely and don't have friends, but oh, it's not that deep. It's like, it actually is that deep. And it's not just your fault. Like we, you know, America's super spread out. Our, you know, we have to drive everywhere. Our homes are spread out. We now have social media that is taking the place of real life interaction. We now have all of these delivery services that are keeping us from engaging in our community. So really under almost every issue going on, it is that deep. And if we can get to the root cause and actually acknowledge that and bring awareness to it, it can help us on more of a surface level of what it, you know, the easier thing, like we just said, just doing what you're already doing, but maybe shift your mindset around it and put yourself out there a little bit more. I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. That was amazing. Well, sweet. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Allison, for putting together all this research. And yeah, I look forward to maybe giving a checkup in a few months of where I'm at with my third place. Maybe you guys can share with us what you're finding as your third place. And yeah, looking forward to talking more about this because it's just so interesting. And again, such great insight that a lot of us I don't think thought about until now. You're so right. I think that's what we need to do. In our Facebook group, the Already Friends Facebook group, we should all go talk about our third place in there and how it helps us in our own routines. I think that would be a great way for people to connect and us to have some common ground in that group. I love that. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. I'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much again for listening to another episode. We seriously appreciate all the love and support. And to show our appreciation, Allison's going to announce a giveaway that we have going on and she's going to tell you how you can get entered. All right. What you can win is a big PR box full of all of these awesome products. There will be something in there for everyone in order to get entered. There are two things you can do. One is to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to send a screenshot of that to our Instagram. That way we know you left that review or you can put something 
coming up on your Instagram story, whether that's a screenshot of the podcast episode you're listening to, a quote that you resonated with, and tag us so that we can make sure to see it. And then we will put you into our chart of your name and we will draw at the end of the year. As always, if you guys want to stay connected with us, you can join our Facebook group, Already Friends Podcast, Friend Squad. You can also join our Patreon page, patreon.com slash alreadyfriends. It's $5 a month for a bonus episode every single month with access to our entire backlog of bonus episodes. Guys, so many good topics there. So go check that out. And yeah, as always, thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.